0: Hello, I'm Dennis Smith and you're listening to Queer and It's Working. Queer and It's Working is a weekly podcast series that interviews people from the LGBTQ community who have found joy in their work. Every week I'll speak with a relatable role model and ask them about their career and the joy and sense of identity they get from their job. Hopefully it may inspire you that there are a multitude of careers available to queer people and that you're not alone in figuring out what you should do in life. I'm Dennis and welcome to this week's episode of Queer and It's Working. Today my guest and relatable queer role model is Lily. Hi, Lily.
1: Hello, Dennis.
0: What is your job? What do you do?
1: So I'm an LGBT activist. Um, I started as a volunteer and now I'm working full-time for LGBT rights here.
0: Before we started recording, you told me that for you to share more of your story, you should use a different name. Can you explain to me a little more about that?
1: Yeah. So, so I came from, as you know, Vietnam is an Asian country. So the, the situation in the context when it comes to LGBT rights and concept are quite challenging and complicated, even from the cultural context, uh, political context, or uh, like just um, normal family, friends, environment. So uh, I would like to stay anonymous as I would be able to share uh, more more information and more comfortably about the situation here.
0: Is this something that you think uh, your co-workers or other LGBT activists have to consider in Vietnam?
1: So it might depend on each individual. For example, for me, it is totally fine when it comes to my family or friends. But it will be a little more complicated when it comes to like other working partners or the political context, yeah. So
0: you are the director at the ICS Center. Um, <laughs> it works in, in regards to equal rights for LGBTQ plus people in Vietnam. Can you tell me uh, what a typical day looks like for you at work?
1: Currently, our office only has a few Funtan uh, staff uh, since we are not in the peak time of events. We will have more volunteers and consultants working with us uh, during uh, big events. So, we will have, we usually will uh, work on project based, and currently we are working on, um, we are focusing on the Rainbow School program and the marriage equality program. So, those two focus on uh, achieving um, uh, marriage equality here in Vietnam and to um, to challenge um, and create anti-discrimination environment in, uh, in the education sector.
0: What specific things do you do? Do you hold evenings where you can educate people about marriage equality? Are you able to go to schools? Do you speak with people in power? Do you just go to local communities and try and speak to people?
1: So for the Rainbow School Program, we will work with schools and university, high school and university, to deliver uh, social and anti-bullying uh, education. Actually, we had uh, a network of about forty uh, schools and university in Ho Chi Minh City in the southern area. The program was created many years ago. So um, we go to school and university and we work with both teachers and students. What was special, I think what's special about the Rainbow School was when we first started it, of course, it, there, was, there were many challenges when we tried to approach school, especially public school. Yeah. But we were supported by our volunteers themselves because our volunteers are mostly include um, students from those universities and they they were the one who um, took part in ICS activities and they uh, realized that they wanted this program like this kind of knowledge uh, information in the school and they go back to their school and ask their teachers uh, to have something like that. it's still just extra curriculum we hope mm-hmm. that it will be something more formal and official uh, but it will be a, a long story but um, mm. yeah that's how we were able to start to work with school and now our network of school and university include uh, mostly public school so i think it's we wouldn't be able to do this without uh, our volunteers the students themselves
0: and what has your response been from students at high school because usually this is kind of a, a difficult time i know personally for me, talking about maybe LGBTQ plus rights whenever I was a teenager at school, maybe some students would have laughed at it, made fun, you know?
1: Yeah, I think the, uh, the reaction now varies. In, uh, but at, at least uh, until now, we have been supported by uh, schools, both from outside, from not just students, but also teachers. Even some some school we have supported by the headmaster.
0: Yep. It's really, really wonderful work. I'm so happy that you're doing it because mm-hmm. you, you even said to me that you would describe Vietnam as kind of a conservative country. So mm-hmm. doing this work, I imagine, must feel quite dangerous at times, but you're putting yourself out there and you're speaking to the younger generation, which is probably the most important generation to speak to, to kind of normalize the equality of everyone.
1: Yeah, um, totally agree.
0: Can you tell me specifically what joy or meaning your, your job gives you?
1: I guess it's uh, quite obvious too, to me that I'm doing this for myself,
0: mostly mm-hmm.
1: because we are from the community ourselves.
0: You're doing this for you. So then as a, as a young person, were you really involved in activism or well I suppose my question is how did you get to this position now and
1: so as I, I mentioned before I started as a volunteer I never think that I would be in this uh, field before when I was still in the university it's really a totally different field And it just happened that after I graduated, there will be a pride event here. Uh, It was in 2014. So I Mm participated. that. It was like the first public event of LGBT community that I attend. And then I realized, okay, so this is something that could happen, like going into the light and being visible. So next year, I participate in um, a young leadership program of uh, ICS. And then one, the the later part of that program is to organize Pride in 2015. So the next Pride event. So I took part in in that as a volunteer as I just graduated and just like finding something to spend time while waiting for like uh, starting a new career. I didn't think much about that. So after that volunteering, I guess I did quite well. So I just offer me uh, a full-time position. Again, I didn't think much that time. I think it's just, okay, things that coming to my way and I would just take that opportunity. I didn't hate the experience. I actually enjoy uh, my work at uh, the private and the colleague and people around me. So yeah, let's give it a try. And, and I was there to stay until now.
0: ICS, the organization you work for, h- how is it funded?
1: So we still, uh, mostly rely on we usually call traditional funding, which is international fund and embassies funding grants, mostly from mm-hmm. uh, Western embassies.
0: There's no possibility of receiving funding from the Vietnamese government or anything like that. This is
1: no, yeah, of course not.
0: Okay, uh, this funding is on like a yearly basis, so every year you have to try and fight for more funding?
1: Yeah, most uh, most of our funding will need to be revised every year. So uh, mm-hmm. we will apply for new grants, looking for new grants. So it's, yeah, it's a constant workload.
0: Do you think you gravitated to this position and this work because you wanted to be surrounded by other... LGBTQ plus people?
1: So generally when it comes to human rights and NGOs who work for development, human development and human rights in general, we love what we do because, yeah, we share the similar values about equality and like other people have um, the right to to live like many others. and. We couldn't put like our personal, let's say personal benefits before others human rights things.
0: Is there something career-wise that you're still to achieve?
1: Well, my personal goal and also our current organizational goal is the marriage equality here Mm -hmm. in Vietnam. Yeah, so we are, we have been working for two years on the strategic plan and we are about to launch uh, the first uh, campaign, the first part of the campaign this year. So it will be hopefully quite huge. And sometimes I say to my colleague that, okay, this organization is a little too old. We have been here for more than 10 years. So as soon as the marriage equality uh, achieve. We mm-hmm. could uh, discuss about like shutting down or, or uh, something about this organization, or creating a new organization.
0: Do you mean that if you achieve marriage equality and this is done under your leadership mm-hmm. because you're the director at ICS, you think, OK, we need fresh talent, we need fresh blood, let them take over ICS and see where it goes next. Mm-hmm. you want that? Or are you also thinking that you would like a change too? Is there something else that you would like to do?
1: Yeah, I think that's both. So for ICS, for the organizations, we would love to give back the organizations or the movement for younger generation, uh, maybe a new goal. And for me personally, yeah, I I would love to try a different career goal. I think that it would still be in the NGO, or human rights topic. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine myself like going into the commercial or uh, yeah business sector, and I have some some goal in my mind, but I haven't had the time to to look into that yet. Do research about oh, yeah. those two yet? Not until I finish this goal first.
0: I know that your job gives you a lot of um, joy, but we also need to have some time away from work to enjoy life too. So. What do you do for fun? How do you relax?
1: On weekends, I'm still hanging out with friends and uh, sometimes uh, relatives. Um, I think one of the great things after coming out is so I, I, I came out to my mother and father first and just about one or two years after that, I came out with more other relatives. I think one of the good things is that after coming out, especially to young generation, like people around my age, uh, cousins, we were able to talk more about like mm-hmm. love lives and gossip and stuff so i was able to yeah to have more personal conversations like having coffee with uh, some of my cousins which i didn't do before when i mm. haven't come out
0: i love that that's great the more kind of honest you are about yourself the more uh, real your relationships are with people are you in a relationship at the moment
1: mm. Not really. Yeah, I'm just getting to know someone, yeah, but taking things slow. I know it's not about age, but just sometimes feeling old and wanting to take things really slow. Well,
0: I don't think it's a bad idea, really, when you think about it. And sometimes I think Mm -hmm. also being Irish, and I don't want to push an Irish stereotype, this is just me. Mm -hmm. I've decided if I ever go dating again, I'm not doing it with drinks because after the fourth drink, you know, the fourth Mm. beer, I think I love the person. You Mm. know. So you need to you need to go slow.
1: Okay. Well, that's new. I I need to try that.
0: (laughs) What four beers?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I need to try, yeah, four beers. See if I love the person in front of me.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um is it uh, quite difficult to meet um, other lesbians where you live?
1: Well, I would say it's not that difficult. Uh, while I work in my field, uh, because yeah. yeah, most of uh, most of my circle friends are gay, and lesbian, and transgender people. Uh, most of the network I got now is uh, from my work. So yeah, I mm-hmm. know very few cis, straight people.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about your your parents' reaction specifically when you came out?
1: So my mother and father is living separately. They divorced uh, before I came out. Mm-hmm. During that time, I was living, I has been living with my mom. So I, I came out with her first. So her reaction was totally silent. I would say my family, I mentioned it, my family is quite open and uh, there has been no violence or even like shouting in my family, like my whole life. That's kind of uh, like the culture in my family. People treat each other like very gentle i guess when people like my mother heard about that she she was shocked in her own way because uh, before doing our conversations i know that she couldn't expect that i would be well lesbian for example when we talk about LGBT topic everyone knows that i work for ICS Everyone is quite open when it comes to that topic, and my mom said that people need to accept that and couldn't like uh, punish your children just because of that and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. but sometimes she said that just out of the clue that i I couldn't be a lesbian because uh, yeah, I guess because I have a uh, feminine appearance and mm. um, and people here, like especially older generation, they they think that been for example, lesbian are uh women that have short hair, like butch uh, appearance. Uh, yeah. And gay are people who are have like feminine appearance, and well, those kind of stereotypes that yeah. people uh, see us you know, that way and assume and they make own kind of assumption so i think that was the shock what shocked her and but she of course she wouldn't reject me i think it it was a quite popular uh, reaction here when Mm. parents saying that okay i will accept you just because you are my children it Mm. is something bad that happened to my children and i need to accept that so being there is something like that
0: like you you have a disease or something that can yeah. be fixed?
1: Yeah, they, they wouldn't say uh, straightforward, that it was a disease, just something bad, like you, mm-hmm. you, you lose a hand or you were born defective or something. Like
0: oh, that. like a disability? Yeah. And how was your dad's reaction?
1: So I came out with my dad uh, on another occasion, well, to my surprise, he was not that surprised compared to my mom. Right, okay. Uh, Yeah, he said that, okay, I I could have guessed that seeing all your friends who have like, women who have short hairs and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, yeah, he, he was more observant than my mom. But at first, I think he was more accepting, but later, like recent uh, in the recent conversations, I was able to to talk deeply about that, and I realized that no, actually, he was not. It was not his way in like accepting it. Just his way to acknowledge things, mm-hmm. and he's still hoping that. Just in a very recent month, he asked uh, randomly that there is no hope that you are going to marry a man, right? So it's mm. it's actually a question, and I could feel like he's still having hope about that, like me changing or me getting a husband, just in a very recent month. Yeah. And my mother, on the other side, in the recent month, she's more open now, so she accepts that, and she knows... Uh. I'm having girlfriends and she just talk about okay so if you have a girlfriend you um, maybe you need to set to down and uh, I have this plan and that plan for you and your girlfriend and stuff like that so it's it's going uh they are going into two, two different ways
0: when did you realize that you were different
1: so it was in the Queen. night mm-hmm. it's about 15 oh 15 and okay. I Fifteen, right? Yeah, fifteen. So yeah, that was the first time I think I I realized. So I actually uh aware that I like another girl, and I had I had boyfriends before that. So yeah, so only that time that I realized. Okay, this is something different, different than uh the previous relationship with the boys. And at that time, I didn't really put a name on that. Uh, I didn't know about. Lesbian, gay, those vocabulary. Yeah, it just come to me, like the feelings. And I I told the person about my feeling, And, and well, fortunately, that uh, she understood. Uh, she was wow. older than me. Yeah, and we kind of get into dating, I guess. Um, oh,
0: wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah but it, it was short. It was like young, loved. Stuff and uh, yeah, I didn't really know what to do and uh, well, nice things, but yeah, it was, um, it was beautiful, I guess. And we still, um, yeah, we were still in contact and we are still friends till now.
0: Lovely, that's so nice you had a little teenage romance and Mm -hmm. I suppose that was very confirming for you because a lot of us when we're teenagers have these feelings of like oh am I gay, am I trans, am I pansexual, am I you know queer and we don't get the experiences and maybe sometimes we even try to suppress these feelings but you were quite brave and said to this friend look i think i have feelings for you mm. that that was really brave to do
1: yeah thank you yeah and i would consider myself very lucky because mm. um yeah i was treated quite well even with uh, a few friends that i i communicate that time and also with my uh, yeah the person i have feeling for. I know that there are many people who didn't have that luck and they were bullied and rejected. And yeah, and that's also one of the reasons sometimes I feel like I need to keep doing what I'm doing because I'm not sure if it makes sense, but like you are like feeling that you are so lucky why others couldn't have that. Like bad things happen to others and you couldn't stand that. You need to do something about that.
0: Can you tell me? Did you have a, a role model growing up? A queer role model?
1: The hmm. only uh, person that I consider as role model is like I mentioned when it comes to my career, like so working at ISIS, and I looked into my like a uh, supervisor and a one gay man and one lesbian woman. They they were working in ISAS uh, for many years, and I have observed and learned a lot from them as uh, the way they. They work with the community, because I was totally new that time. I have no social background. I Mm -hmm. didn't know how to, I didn't have much connection with their activism or the community. So most of the work I learned from them. uh, So they have um, like to dedicate their life for the community.
0: You know, listening to your story, I'm really kind of pleased to hear that you consider yourself quite lucky you know you didn't have any real problems when you came out as lesbian you had supportive friends you say your parents reacted gently if not Mm. maybe a bit surprising but you know you still felt safe with them Mm. you know sometimes though I think some of us can have a difficult situation and this stays with us and maybe we have um, mental health issues later on like anxiety or depression and um, have you ever struggled with your mental health and if you have how do you ensure that you're mentally healthy?
1: So, my parents getting divorced. Uh, well, actually mm. not about a divorce because they were not divorced until I grew up. Uh, actually, I graduated from university but the whole uh, relationship right. before that their relationship is, is an Asian, Asian country and people will usually parents think that thing together even like without love or commitment. Yeah. Um, is. The best thing for their children. It might not be. So, their whole relationship from my, um, I remember that like from my very young age, like elementary school, I felt something wrong with their relationship. And yeah, and all the things that happened, even though they did not uh, show much, they try. Their best, I would say, they try their best to to keep a safe environment in front of me. Well, later, some I was consoled by some uh, therapists. They say that the children, young children, they feel everything, mm-hmm. feel things that their parents felt, even if it's they are not showed in physical ways. So I guess all of the energy, all of the hatred, all of the conflict was getting into me when I am during that. I think this quite popular like feeling that you're not enough um, yeah. especially like what i mentioned before about me when we after coming out i was have i would consider having some achievement in my career already as a very young age like other people like working partners college supervisors always say that okay, i'm doing really great like people acknowledge me but my parents didn't so mm. yeah it is still that feeling quite strange like how how could we could wonder like how could that be like how every other people acknowledge you and saying that you are doing great but your parents didn't
0: We're almost towards the end of the interview. It popped into my head, uh, into my head a bit earlier. Are you going to have a a public pride event in Ho Chi Minh City this this summer, this June?
1: So our pride event is not. Going to be in June. Prime in Vietnam is uh, will be during uh, usually it will be in September, around the end of uh-huh. September and beginning of October, because of let's say both political and cultural context. Because most of our volunteers are coming from uh, well universities, and during that time they will uh, the student will. Uh, come back from their hometown to Ho Chi Minh mm-hmm. Hanoi. Yeah, so that's, mm-hmm. and also it will avoid, during next time, we will avoid some, let's say, political sensitive dates like mm-hmm. Independent Day and yeah, some national holidays that might be a little sensitive uh, when it comes to public gathering.
0: For mm-hmm. someone listening who is thinking, yeah. I would quite like to do the same thing as Lily. I would love to get involved in activism. I would love to work for an NGO. I would love to work in human rights, LGBTQ plus rights. What kind of tips or advice do you have someone listening
1: Oh, we're not alone, even if uh, it comes to human rights in a very conservative, the most conservative country or cities. We, we're we still not alone. We, we're still here. And I learned that very well as um, I started to work not just at national, but also regional level, seeing mm. how people support each other and how our community comes together. Is uh, yeah, It's very eye-opening experience. And um, I'm quite sure that whoever you are, whatever kind of topics uh, that you focus on when it comes to LGBT rights, you're not alone.
0: What's the weather like in Vietnam or in Ho Chi Minh City today?
1: Yeah, so it's a quite lovely evening here. It's a little hot as we uh, yeah, getting into the summer. Uh, people usually say that we only got like two weather, the hot and the hot like hell weather. So yeah, there's <laughs> uh, a little something between that.